0: Shitheads, welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty.
1: It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, the number one fuckboy. Oh, brother, it's me, Johnny G, the number one
0: fuckboy, who's currently remembering that his wife is on an actually important
1: video chat
0: for work, and my neighbors have previously mentioned to me that they've heard me screaming or able to Google the name of my podcast because I say it so fucking loud. John Gabris, also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. No shout out from Arthur. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, I've been on his podcast a number of times. I I feel awful that he hasn't been on mine yet, but he's here now. He's a voice in my ears during the quarantine, and now he's a voice in yours, guys. It's from Blank Check Podcast, staff writer for the Atlantic, all the way from merry old England, David L. Sims. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. It's David Sims coming in your ears from merry old England.
0: Uh, yeah, yesterday one of my neighbors was like, Hey, uh, do you host a podcast at your house? And I was like, uh, And this oh, is on God. Zoom. And I'm like, Oh,
1: yeah. So now I close my windows and blast the AC rather than what, window. What a question! I hope no one, none of my neighbors, ever asked me. Uh, hey, do you uh host a podcast? I don't want to be thought of as the noise I'm making. Like, l- complain about music or sex noise. Don't complain <laughs> about like, hey, I'm hearing some uh some loud hosting.
0: Well, the humiliating thing is, he's like, yeah. So then I googled High and Mighty, and I, I'm actually friends with Amir. That's so weird. And now I'm like, fuck. People can hear me enough that they could dis- determine what I'm saying. I better shut the fucking windows.
1: <laughs> Damn that that is that is my ult. Well, hey, whatever. At least now maybe he's listening. Now I don't know. Maybe you made another fan. <laughs>
0: Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, well, mm-hmm. if if that's the case, that's my grassroots marketing is hopefully I j- just eventually enough neighbors sign up
1: <laughs> to listen You're to my right. podcast. If, if you just <laughs> yell loud enough, like your whole <laughs> block can be patrons.
0: Fingers crossed. <laughs> Slow but steady rising as I keep uh, I keep moving. Like, the budget for my marketing is just, like, getting new apartments every week. <laughs> right, right. You just... You're, you're,
1: you're like a virus.
0: You just yeah. go block by block. This is how you get more listeners, trust me. I'm going to super spreader events and screaming uh, fuck boy" in people's faces. Uh, um, David, we have a lot in common, but one of the things when we were talking about what we wanted to maybe speak about on this pod, you mentioned yep. your love of the New York City subway system, which is something... That I'm a huge fan of too, yeah. As movie guys, as movie guys, we're used to being fans of things that let us down frequently as well.
1: <laughs> so, That's true. That's true. Yeah.
0: So that I, I will say, the New York subway
1: system is—I'm uh, a complicated fan of it.
0: <laughs> it's hard not to be. It's hard yeah. to be
1: just. Yeah, it's true. But no, I just. I was just thinking through like, you know, whatever my very and like this was the first one like this was my first before I even remember as a little child because I grew up in New York City when I was a little kid. Uh, my first thing that I liked was like the subway map and learning how the subway worked and making my parents in like 1990 take me on the J train, you know, because I was like, well, I haven't been on the J train yet. My parents being like, ah, oh, it's kind of like an intense one. And like making, you know, like just sort of try, I think trying, like they would take me on every darn subway train that they could find and try to sort of like shield little three-year-old David from you know you know the, the, the folks on the train who maybe would be like a, a little more intense for for a, a, a little kid right right i don't know how <laughs> else to put this i mean the new york subway used to be just a little hairier than it is now
0: yeah yeah it used to be a little more lawless a little like uh, yeah, s- sort yeah. of like you were out on your own it's- Uh, Sometimes on those The J train Was my train For like a year When I lived in Williamsburg Because I lived in South Williamsburg And the L L train Was always down And to commute Into the city I would take the J To the F I love the
1: J Jay's yeah. a great train. Sure, yeah, you go to Essex Street. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: But the fuck, and I remember being like to my coworkers at VH1, they're like, you ride the J train? I'm like, yeah. They're like, where do you live? I'm like,
1: yeah, it's kind of hard to, <laughs> I live at South 4th in Bedford. Like, Yeah, it's man. Just- <laughs> oh, man. You know, that's exactly where there was supposed to be a station right there. That's why West 4th Street is called West 4th Street. Did you know that? I'm full of these kinds of facts.
0: Wait, the West 4th in Manhattan is called West 4th because there was supposed to be a South 4th.
1: Right. Because, you know, no other subway station is like West or, you know, even though New York has those addresses, they don't the subway stations don't signify like a West East usually. Yeah. West 4th Street is called West 4th Street, like sort of oddly. And so the reason for that is there was supposed to be a South 4th Street station as part of like a big expansion that never happened. The the shell is there. There's There's an abandoned station shell buried in Williamsburg on South 4th Street that never got used.
0: Holy and- shit, I had no idea. That was my first apartment.
1: <laughs> right. And there's those kind of like urban adventurer types who like, you know, they know how to like break in and run around in there.
0: Yeah, I I remember reading an article about like some dude who like it's an actual tour guide or maybe it was like one of those like underground tour, literally underground, but like he popped a manhole cover off on like Atlantic Avenue and went underneath the city. And right. Like, and you yeah, can just I- dive in. <laughs> I was like, what? This is the this- cool, that shit, make that, like that national treasure level shit of Manhattan is just like, and, and New York City in general is just so fucking exciting
1: to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm emailing South 4th Street to you right now. There you go. Yeah. You can <laughs> get in you. there. I mean, I think it's really, really hard to get in there. But yeah, I guess if you have some one of those manhole poppers you, you, yeah. could, you could find your way in and it's funny that we
0: both know what that manhole popper it's like the long thin crowbar yeah, yeah. <laughs> that thing whatever that man. thing is that i never you saw a ninja turtle use but everyone else needs it
1: yeah even though the turtles like don't have thumbs they did they didn't they somehow could open a manhole
0: they can get those chubby <sighs> ass fingers into the manhole they're so somewhere. chubby
1: how do they even hold pizza <laughs> Pizza requires like fine digit control.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm picturing like one of those like Boston Labs robots just crushing the pizza with their like three pronged fucking arm armatures. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, what What oh, about man. the... I'm looking at a subway map now. But anyway, yeah, so this was my first obsession. That's why I picked it.
0: Yeah, I think this is a great... Because I'm obsessed with not only uh, New York City transit, but mm-hmm. public transit in general. I'm like... When I travel abroad, it drives my wife crazy because uh, she's like we're we have money, so we're used to like we'll just uber to and from everywhere and I'm like, no, part of the, like when we were in Paris I was in England and in, in London yeah. I was like, no, 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 I kind of gotta do the public transit because it's a victory and then I, and I kind of this is the main thing that hit me when you brought this up. I was like, do you remember like once you had a a, a regular commute or something you did uh, re- semi-frequently, you started mm. like realizing how you could uh, improve it in little notches, where you're like, oh, if I'm in the third car, I'm right at the oh, steps when I get out.
1: Right, right. You're yeah. yeah, like, right. <laughs> I and stand sh- exactly here on the so- on the platform, right where that sign is, and then yep. I, can, right, I can walk right across and change right there. Yeah, all that stuff, yeah. of course.
0: I used to love giving, like, when someone's like, hey, how do I get to your place again? I'm like, oh, get on the F train, be in the last car, because when you yeah. get out at Carroll Street, you'll be closer to you know and i just love that i just love all that shit and it feels and like it feel it's kind of like i guess you know you would hear like my parents generation more so and i guess now that i live in los angeles i hear it too of like oh bro don't take the 101 you go up laurel canyon and you go bang bang and that's like our
1: subway chat Oh man! So you lived off Carroll. Now I want to go through all your stops. Like, you okay. know, what 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 are the various stops you lived off of? The, those
0: are my those are my two. Oh, yeah, then let's okay. do yours. I lived at South Forth and Bedford, so my stop there was either the Bedford L or the Marcy J, yeah. based on yeah. uh, based on where uh, where I where was in the city. Yeah, or where okay. I was going. And then uh, I lived off of the Carroll Street stop, but technically I lived over a half a mile from the Carroll Street stop. Oh, I were
1: at- you like? You're yeah, way was, um, west? West. Yeah, I'm a, I was right. on the other side of the BQE, like kind of, yep. uh,
0: I was on in, in between Columbia and
1: Hicks. So I, I mean, was it's, way ni- th- it's nice over there, just no subway. That's, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah.
0: But I, I, I didn't realize what level of like... F- like I got so adjust. I lived there for seven years. I got so adjusted to the extra mile I had to do every day into to commuting that it never it never bothered me in deep of winter, deep of summer. And then moving to LA, I'm like, oh, I'm just not moving at all these days. <laughs> like, I-, <laughs> I needed a mile
1: just to get to Manhattan, and then from there, I was walking all over the place. What about you? What were your stops? All right. Well, so when I was a little kid, I lived on 89th uh, Street, so my stop was the 86th Street One train. Um, that was, and then, or you could walk north to the express at 96th street if you wanted the express. So that was, I was a little Upper West Side boy. And then when I moved back first, I lived in Park Slope. So I was on the Union Street R stop. Oh, I love that Um, one. That's over by my
0: gym. I had to, I had to learn that one pretty well. Oh, I know that
1: gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then I moved to Fort Greene. I lived there for years. I lived on the Lafayette Avenue C stop. The C is a truly uh, cursed train. And then I moved east into bedside so i lived on the Nostran avenue ac which is at least an express
0: at least you got the a there yeah
1: yes and now i live in crown heights so i live near the franklin avenue uh two three four five which is kind of a blessing that's a pretty good stop yeah um so i basically lived in that kind of brownstone brooklyn area for like yeah 12 years now
0: Yeah, it's uh, you saying going up to 96 to hit the Express is some of the realest shit. I love that shit where it's like, oh, if we got to go all the way downtown, let's get up to the Express and catch it. Or like or when you're uh, I used to here's a classic like commuting to Carol Gardens hack, like Bryant Park, the D comes. You rock that to fourth. You rock that to West fourth, then jump on the F and you're like, oh, I skipped four stops. You feel
1: like a king. That's I mean the thing about the New York City subway and we are, it is this sort of weird thing where I have not taken it for months now because of the coronavirus. I have not really <laughs> had the reason to and have not had the desire. So like it's yeah. it's now this kind of thing that I mem- remember I'm imagining but like I used to be a, a New York City like a, I used to be a reporter so I would take the subway everywhere I was going all over the city. Like you really rely on New York's public transit when you like when you're in that situation. You got to go up to the Bronx or into deep Queens or whatever. Um, and when the New York City subway works, like, when it actually functions and it doesn't screw up or get delayed or whatever, like, mess you up and you miss a thing or, you know, but like, <laughs> like when you, like, get on the five train at Franklin Avenue and you're at 125th Street in Harlem in, like, 25 minutes because it just, like, <laughs> behaved as it was supposed to, it is a pretty, like, you're like, my God, like, this is such an incredible accomplishment that this thing exists. Like, look look how far i went in no time at all sitting in perfect comfort of course like you know three quarters of the time and it's honestly as i'm sure you know like this subway really in the last few years had like a really rough patch where like oh yeah things were really bad like there were a lot of delays the signals kept failing you know like it was like really kind of the system was really being weighed down um but like when it works it's so beautiful
0: Oh, yeah. I, I lived off that Bedford stop in 04, 05, and 06 when everyone sure. was moving there. And yes. it would be like – for the I, I couldn't believe how many people – despite how many people seem to be free every day once I was like a freelancer in Williamsburg, when I was commuting for my PA gig, the train at like 9.20 in the morning was like – I had to wait for the fourth L like just to right. like get on. And it was brutal yeah. – but every once in a while like you're talking about that uh f- f- 5 franklin to harlem if you walk yeah, up ex- as right. the train as as you if you walk to the station and as you walk in right. as you swipe in the train is there you could literally get f- across like three boroughs in 21 minutes if you don't it's it- incredible but then sometimes you can get on the f train and it's like an hour and 15 minutes later you're at west 4th and you're like sorry we stopped blah 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 this that the other thing and it, and that's I never experienced that in, in L.A. until the uh, quarantine hit, and I was like, "Oh, I just got to Los Feliz in 16 minutes because there's nobody on the road because no one's working." And I'm like, "Oh, fuck!" And that fe- that feels, but New York, that can happen on at rush hour. You can happen to fucking pull it all yes. like. Traffic bang, in New York. Bang, bang, bang. Yes. Yeah. Traffic in New York just means more people in the car with you, which is such an Pretty exciting much. point of view where it's just like, I don't love it. I don't, I have claustrophobia. I don't love jammed in with people and sweating and no. all that shit. But the fact that traffic doesn't mean things move slower necessarily is such an exciting part of New York City. Like, rush hour just means more people.
1: <laughs> it's how, like, the, you know, it's how public transit is supposed to work that's like what you're describing right where it's like yeah you just build a system that can handle all the people and then you'll right it's (laughs) undelayable i mean (laughs) that's in theory rather than in practice but like what you're saying like when when tourists come to new york and they're like what should i do and they want to do all the things that you do but i'm always like man just take the end train end to end and you'll see like So much. Different types of New York. Right. (laughs) You know, like, I try and think of lines that go outside a lot because obviously, mostly the subway's underground these days, but like, the end. You know, if you start in Astoria and then you take it through Manhattan, then you go over the Manhattan Bridge and then you go through like um, the sea beach line like, through deep Brooklyn, you end up in Coney Island. Like you're going to see all kinds of stuff. You're going to see all kinds of people getting on and off. Yeah, you're going to be like, above
0: ground for periods of time. Your phone, you're going to get texts. It's such yes, a weird and,
1: thing. <laughs> yes. And like, you know, like it's it's sort of like an an authentic experience of the city versus so many things you might do when you come here.
0: Right, rather than getting on like the fucking second story of a bus, where they're like, "This is the M M&M and M store," yeah, right. <laughs> this is the Port <laughs> Authority. <laughs> oh man, God, I love the subway. I never really went above 50th when I lived there uh, because of that's the. I would sometimes have to go further north for auditions or shoots or whatever sure. but or a friend's place but rarely cuz I lived exclusively in Brooklyn and yeah. once I once I didn't have a day job anymore I was just like going to Chelsea for UCB or the village for coffee and uh, cafe shit but right. when I go back now like the last few times I got sent back for work I like booked hotel rooms at 96th street 60 I'm like nice, I got to just sir. I I, and then getting on the trains up there, it's just a completely different experience, too. Like, my friends live off of, like, the 109, one, like, one of the uh, up by Columbia ones, and that's, like, an escalator up to get on, and it's, like, yeah, this is shit you don't even there. see. Yeah, that's shit yeah. you don't even see downtown, and it's cool as hell for that reason. Or when you, uh, the other cool thing I like is like, cause Manhattan gets so pointy at the bottom, you yes. realize how close so many trains are like just at the bottom of Manhattan. But you're like, oh, you're, if you're, anywhere you are in the financial district, you're like a half mile away from like 11 subway stations. <laughs> well, so, right,
1: That's the thing about the subway that is so particularly strange about its design, because like most municipal subway systems were like built by the city and they were <laughs> built logically. And it was like, yeah, we will have various lines that, you know, meet in the middle and they'll, but New York was three competing subway systems. And so you have all these lines that, like you say, like, in lower manhattan where it's all crammed together they're all like it's you're you can basically imagine in the early 1900s this thing of like you know like literally like oh, come over to this wall street you don't want to go to that wall street station like well you know like like that was sort of the ideas like it's such a weird concept that the city was just like yeah have at it dig the city up build your trains we'll see what work you know we'll see how it figures out and then after a few decades they were like all right okay this is all going to be one thing now. Like, we, yeah. We, uh, enough. Yeah, right. let's
0: start working together, boys. This is getting very complicated.
1: Well, because it's so it's so weird that there is an, lines in New York on Eighth Avenue, Seventh Avenue, Sixth Avenue, but yes. there's nothing in the way east, nothing in the way west, and it's because all the competing lines wanted to be, you know, in the middle, right.
0: <laughs> Yeah, it is crazy that there's no like West, uh, like West no. End Avenue subway
1: or anything on the east. They've been talking about
0: building a second Avenue line forever,
1: right? Right, and that they have now finally built three little stops on the Second Avenue in in the Upper East Side. But like, you know, yes, for basically since whatever the 1920s, they've been talking about <laughs> building a proper Second Avenue subway that would go all the way up and down that side of Manhattan. And so far, we have three stops. Maybe we're going to get three or four more, like, while I'm still alive, I think. Like, genuinely.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Well, that's and, the idea.
0: Well, that's because you know your death day. That's where it gets a little complicated, right? That genie told you the day you're going to die, so you kind of yeah, know. right, right. I mean,
1: you know, and... <laughs> Uh, he, he was like, are you sure you want to know? And I was like, yeah, come on.
0: <laughs> come on, hurry up, tell me. I already, You already gave me a Tesla. I'm on my last wish. Let me fucking figure <laughs> <Right>. this out. <laughs> but what what do you think it is that makes you a fan of this? Stuff? I have some theories. It is a little gamey. like uh,
1: It's uh, very gamey. I think that's yeah. very much part of it. It's like a system you learn. It's a little, it's got colors. Like when you're a kid, right? You like that it's, like, it's colors, different, you know, colors for you to memorize, and, like, I I mean, the New York City subway map is so baffling. Like, I understand it because I've always lived in New York, or, like, you know, long lived in New York, and I know how the subway works, but, like... I always feel such actual sympathy for when you know when you're you must have experienced this when you're sitting in a subway and you're sitting in front of the map like you don't I, you know it's behind your head and, and just then you fat
0: Taurus in jean yes, shorts drinking Pepsi come up and they're constantly- like peering
1: over your head like and I always I'm always and I try not to be rude about it but I'm always like hey where do you want to go and then they, and I almost always I tell them and they definitely would not have figured it out it on their own because the map is so bizarre like the concept the map doesn't that have, work the map doesn't really it work. doesn't work and no one's ever really figured out how to make it work there are like i've seen fan created maps that sort of separate everything out to make it more legible but they are weird in their own way because like basically it's just sort of the simple concept of like there is an orange line okay right like that yeah. makes sense but within the orange line there are four lines but <laughs> right. we won't represent those four lines like we'll just kind of tell you which ones go where and then they're all going to split off and go in various directions like and some of them will run express and some will run local and some will run like it's like well the bd you know those are expressed in manhattan uh the f is an express in brooklyn like you know yeah. like all of yeah. this it's like if you ask me, a big nerd about it, all the history of like why it all works that way, I can tell you. But it's not logical if you're just looking at it.
0: No, no. If, and if you're like, and the BD is one of my favorite ones because it's like, uh, and I think you get that a little bit with the AC too. These trains that are on the same platform, and you're like, like the four, five, six is a good example, like. What's yes. the difference between the four and five? Oh, nothing in Manhattan. Like, what's the difference between B and D? Oh, that's nothing until you get to fucking like, uh, you know, Cyper- Cypress Hill is what I was going to say. Uh, well, that's nothing until you get to Sunset Park and you're like, really? So that doesn't affect me in Manhattan, but there's two different what, trains. Yeah. It makes <laughs> no sense. Here,
1: I mean, the BD. Okay. This is a great example. This is what your <laughs> podcast. This is all allowed for your podcast, right? That I just talk about various subway lines like this. Are is you chill. fucking this kidding? Is this is, is my, my the most boring tr- shit in the world for people.
0: I have a character that I do that just lists Long Island railroad stops, so that's it's like why, don't worry about
1: it that's <laughs> why I thought of that is that you list the Long Island railroad stops, which I don't know that as well, like I know the words you're saying, but i the, usually, I had a friend who lived on the Fort Washington line, but I didn't go to Long Island too much right so, like your your long Island railroad expertise obviously dwarfs mine, but the b d let's look at this, okay the d goes all the way to Coney Island, right yes. The B goes to Brighton Beach, which is close. So in Brooklyn, they don't, they don't really ob- – they they're not neighbors in Brooklyn. They do their own thing. They go it's different in, places. It's north. It's uptown where they split, right? It's uptown where they do their own things? Well, in Brooklyn too, though. In Brooklyn, the B goes down the Brighton line. The D goes down the, the – what's it called? The – whatever that line's called. The Bay Parkway line. And like they meet. They go over the Manhattan Bridge together. In Manhattan, they're together. They're Expresses. They do the same thing, right? They go yeah. up to Rockefeller Center together. They go up to Columbus Circle together, actually. And Columbus then- Circle,
0: great, great fucking
1: link. Great link up at Columbus Circle. Right. You can, you, All you, you kinds can, of great stuff happening at Columbus Circle. You
0: can really hack the fucking subway based out of Columbus Circle. It's a very, yes. like, everyone can get home sep-
1: uh, safely from there. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's near Lincoln Center, and it's near... All that stuff. But then, so at Columbus Circle, the BD have been expresses up until now. Now, for some reason, the B has to be a local. The D is like, you go over there. I'm going fast. I'm going straight to 125th Street. You got to dink along. And then they meet up again and go to the Bronx together. Like, it doesn't make... Any logical sense, unless you just learn. It's like how the English language has a million exceptions that don't make that don't work, and you just have to know what they are. Right. Like you're trying to learn. (laughs) Like it's like it's not fair. It's not fair that it works that way. Like there should be a a simpler way to explain all this, but you just can't. There's that the English language and the the subway
0: station have this in common that you answer a lot of questions with. Yeah, wow, yeah. Right. Just, that's just like <laughs> what,
1: yeah. you know, it just worked out that way, and now so, there's yeah. nothing we can do about it. Yeah, It was confusing to me, too, when I learned it. It's like and, like, <laughs> the other thing is, like, the, this subway is so much simpler than it used to be. It used to have more lines, and there used to be double <laughs> letters. You know this, right? Right, like right, There used to be an A and an AA. <laughs> Like, who, who thought that that was logical? Like, that there should be an A and an AA that run next to each other but do different things. Now, think, imagine that through the, uh, like, point of view of someone who
0: do- doesn't speak English. Like, which is a lot of people, a lot of people visiting a lot of New Visitors. York and, yes, a lot of- and a lot of A lot, lot of people of residents. who live
1: <laughs> in New York City. Yes, yes. yes.
0: <laughs> and it's like A, double A, C, B, E, D, F, V, X. You know, you're like, wait, what? The S is the shuttle. The gray S is the shuttle. That just goes from one spot to
1: another. It's like all that complicated shit. Right. There are three S's that perform various tasks. Right. But like, it's sort of, so when I'm a kid, I live on the broadway line i live on 86th street uh one two three like that's my train so that's the original train that i like but i think there was just some fascination to me of like understanding how everything worked and that every time we took the subway to get somewhere like i was just sort of fascinated with that process i don't think i really until i was older put together like that all of these names and stations at like were different neighborhoods and if you got out you could like be in a magical place like that because that's the other thing it's beautiful about new york is like if you get on the fucking subway and get out at basically any stop you'll be like oh i'm in little guyana like whoa like there's a (laughs) whole neighborhood here that is in the outer boroughs that has all this great food and all these great you know like and like none of that's on the map obviously the map's (laughs) just named but like you know that's the that's the thing that's beautiful about it but first when i was a kid i think it was more just figuring out all the rules
0: yeah, and it, it is sort of like when you're playing to game it up, like when you're playing Mario and you're like, you know, if you just jump up there, you can just run across like this is 100%. this is this is the coolest shit you can learn as a New Yorker that I, I, I always like is when someone's like, oh, yeah, you got to take the one train. And you're like, actually, if you you got to take the one train down to six and transfer it to the F, you're like, no, trust me walk to Bryant Park here and get on the F there and skip that transfer down at 14th Street. Like learning learning to just do the work Re- early where you're like, oh, just walk to J Street, Borough Hall and get on the A. Don't even bother getting yes. on the C at this point. Or, yeah. And like when the weather's on your side and you're like, yeah, I could save myself a lot of fucking guff if I just walk to West 4th rather than getting on here at 14th Street or whatever
1: right and learning which transfers are bad like ah uh, you don't want to change there like yeah that's honestly yeah don't even bother like yeah, just walk I, an extra block yeah
0: 14th 14th is the number one transferring from the right. 1 to the F which is that like probably a commute for a, and you can tell when you do do it how many people are still doing that weird long tunnel transfer yes. and you're like it's they're two important uh lines so that transfer is – but if you can skip that transfer, you could really save yourself, at like, 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, Right.
0: <laughs> like you said, like, walking up to 96 or, like, oh, don't get on the one train well, here. The, Walk a they're, block they're, west. That,
1: yeah. <laughs> that was the thing. We lived at 89th and Amsterdam. That's where I grew up. And the, so our closest train would be the one at 86th and Broadway. But even though the other stop is 96th, like on the map there's an entrance at 93rd because the subway is this weird long thing and so like there'll be little entrances you don't like you know know about from the map and like that's that's all the magic that i loved learning i loved like figuring all of those things out and then like i think this is another crucial thing for me as a little kid there's a ghost station between 86th and 96th called 91st street that they closed because it was sort of redundant Yeah. And whenever I'm like, whatever, I'm four years old, my dad points it out to me. Like anytime you're going through, if you look, you can see it. You can sort of see the weird old pillars. And I'm sure as a kid, I was just like, you get out of it. This is fucking incredible. Like now I know I got to know more. (laughs) And the other thing when I was a little kid, this is less true now is the older cars you could just go to the front and you could look out the front window. Yes. They yes. they kind of got rid of that post 911. The newer cars you can't really do that anymore like the fronts are the windows aren't really. Yeah, I accessible. heard Wal- I heard
0: Walter Matthau had them all removed out of, uh, after the, <laughs> after the Pelham was taken. Well,
1: that's the <laughs> other I mean so many great movies that that is the greatest subway movie of all time, of course, the original. I, Taking it the original.
0: The I mean, I don't. I'm a fan of uh, Denzel. Oh, yeah. I love I the like new the one. Remake. The remake
1: yeah. is a lot of fun. The original the, is a little more like you know. It has just the New York character. You know, yeah, that and 70s, also like
0: 70s New York subway, like. Any opportunity I get to see it in a movie is so fucking appealing to me. The French Connection. So there's a appeal- lot of oh. Like
1: good. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> well, then this is another thing. This is another thing that I'm realizing is when I'm a kid, there's the New York City Transit Museum, which is down in Brooklyn. And that is in an an abandoned subway station. It's, it's a subway oh, station. Oh, right, of, right. Or in place. Um, that was supposed to be the beginning of the line that was going to go up to South 4th Street and they never built it but so there's this like Shell station so it's full of old subway cars like vintage cars that's basically what the museum is. And when I was a kid, I loved that. I would go run around in the old subway cars. <laughs>
0: oh, that's so fucking... That's such a cool... Also, you're talking about being a little kid. I never really yeah. rode the subway as a kid, because even though right, I'm from Long you Island, were in, Right, right. Yeah, But my and my dad worked in the city, but he worked off hours, so he was a driver. Even when we would, like go into the city to see a Broadway show or some family shit or the circus Mm -hmm. or whatever. We would drive into the city. My dad knew all the sneaky ways in the fucking part, how to park. He had like one of those kind of semi legal fire department parking placards you throw up there. (laughs) Just like the most fucking New York fucking scummy shit. But when you were on the subway as a kid, I once or twice I wrote it. And then as I was older, I was like, Oh, this, that moment when you pass another subway and you just like, glance into the fish tank of people that are blowing past you as, and you're like, that's what I look like to them. The yellow lighting of a lot of the inside your, your background is currently one of the more modern, like the L. Yeah. Maybe I could get
1: like a red bird,
0: like an old car. Uh, but so like lovely, these cars are lovely, make more sense for how you can shoot them. Yeah. Yeah. But the yellow lighting of those old, like that was so 70s to me. And then when you would get in the car and just see someone pass by high speed at like in between train stops at like 44th and you would just see the downtown pass you and you're like, that's so wild how fast we're going. And arguably, if the windows were down, we could high five each other. That's how close (laughs) these train cars you would blow your arm clear off. But these trains are wild close to each other. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes, <laughs> and that's just um, so fun.
0: And that's the other thing that's so cool about it is like, it's such a res- weird responsible thing that the sub, like, the New York subway still feels like. I know there's turnstiles and there's MTA police and there's so much camera and all this new shit, but there's still a thing where like. Hey, stand on this platform until a fucking 20-ton thing comes barreling down here. Oh, it's an express. It's gonna go <laughs> past you. It's gonna go past you at 40 miles an hour. Away, right. Yeah, it's like, and you're like, oh, I'm just standing here. And like the first few times you're on the subway platform with a non-New Yorker and like an express goes by or a garbage train, one of those like you're not going to get on this train. People are like, whoa, it's loud and scary. And you're like, yeah, yeah. no fucking shit, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the the garbage trains, the weird, like, you know, uh, apocryphal trains at the New York City subway are, are very, very cool and very weird. Um, and like... I guess as a kid, it's like it's just all kind of kid friendly in a weird sort of a way. Even though, definitely, when I was a little kid and I was making my parents get on any old train with me, I there. I'm yes, like it, like 1990, sort of at the peak of New York's crime problems and all that. I'm sure that they had to like <laughs> you know whatever steer me away from a few odd folk. But like, <laughs> it is like I don't know. There's just something kind of like here. Wait, I want to change my background for you too. It's just it's just like. unlike a car when you're a kid like yeah
0: yeah oh shit yeah with the fucking metal strap handles and shit too
1: yes like when you're you know when you're a kid the car you know you're not going to get to drive the car you can just kind of like you know what you just sit there but like when i was a little kid i basically learned the subway faster like i knew it better than my parents at a certain point and i could sort of like guide the journey like i don't know maybe there was there was some element of that to me
0: Oh, that's that's certainly part of it. And I think the other part of it, too, maybe for a kid is the fact that your parents aren't driving. You guys are sort of in the car equally like like, a little more equal. I remember like I've never I've never seen in my the 31 years of my life or the 29 years of my life. My dad was alive. I never saw him in the backseat of a car. Like right. that's just something like that just status-wise never happened in my life where it's like anyone else ever drove me and my dad. But if you get on the subway with your dad, it's like someone's driving my dad. Me and my dad and my mom are all <laughs> equal passengers on this train. It's like we're all Like, there's no status of being in the front seat versus back seat. My dad is the same as me right now. And my dad is the same as this uh, older Asian man who's got, or this uh, person here and and this family here and this family that's not speaking English and this Bengali family who's got food that smells different to me and this, like, uh, this uh, man singing, playing the guitar. It's like, all of a sudden you're, like, in this fucking, like, literally a train car is, like... Popping a pill of New York City, it's like there's just like
1: (laughs) there can be that weird kind of connection you make with people where like someone's being loud and annoying, and you're like eyes lock with some person who's sitting across from you who you do not know, and you both kind of just share this like you know you know like all the weird sort of communication like unspoken a lot of it unspoken that you have with your fellow citizens.
0: Like what you're describing is sort of like what's exciting about New York City in general is that you're like. Once you decide to like live in New York City and commute and be like a, a citizen of it, you are becoming and in a non super wealthy detached manner, you're joining the organism that is New York city populace. And it's like when the doors open, people pour out when then they go all up the stairs, you go up the stairs, everyone goes the direction they need to go and joins in other paths of flowing, walking people into the, and you're kind of all in it together. It's like jam into the subway. I know this sucks. We all know this sucks. Eight people aren't as uh, empathetic to what's going on on the subway. We all recognize those people that are not the, on the same, like it's sort of, it's not homogenous because it is wildly diverse, but there is this thing of like, once we're all on the subway, if you have a fucking uh, $10,000 Armani tux on. Right, or you your have sta- no status. Yeah, 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 there's no status on the subway. The, the only people who have status on the subway, I would say, are aggressive people because they just get distance and pregnant women. And and not even as much as they should, but they're the only they should, but they should yes, there should be. They deserve their status, yeah. (laughs) Like, and I've
1: always been very. I try to be as conscious as I can, like right to hop up the second you see a pregnant woman or an older person. Yeah. Although then sometimes you will get the kind of thing where you're like, "Do you want it?" And They're like, "No, no, don't worry about me. You have to have like a whole kind of like you know, no after you after but like. Um, I'm I'm constantly got in
0: trouble on subways for touching women's stomach and going, I see you're with child. (laughs) Would you like a seat? They're like, I'm not pregnant at all. Like, get your fucking hands off me. (laughs) I'm like, I got to stop doing this. (laughs) Oh, God. For over 80 years, Fram has been a leader in automotive filtration because that's the only thing they do. Filters. Want to protect your well-oiled machine or breathe easier while driving? Fram has the right filter for every kind of driver. Fram oil filters are American-made, tough, and feature SureGrip technology. No slip grip for easy install and remove, even with an oily hand or glove. Fram cabin air filters filter out contaminants like exhaust fumes, allergens, and pollution. And with the power of Arm & Hammer baking soda, you can breathe easy with an odorless interior. Find the filter that's right for you and go to Fram.com today. That's F-R-A-M.com. Fram.com. Automotive leader in filtration because that's the only thing they do. Filter. Ah, feels. A better way to feel better. Premium CBD that'll keep your head clear and help you feel your best. CBD has proven to greatly reduce anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. I use it sometimes as a couple of drops in the morning. Uh, with my coffee just to get my mind and body right but i definitely take it before bed because i appreciate uh the help. i have a little bit of a trouble sleeping so for me this helps with my sleeplessness and i believe it's anxiety induced sleeplessness due to current situations in the society and all that stuff but it really works for me so uh i highly like all you got to do is place a few drops of feels under your tongue and you feel the difference within minutes it's cbd oil uh and if you're not sure exactly what that means, if you're new to CBD, FEELS even offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. There's no hangover, there's no high, there's no addiction. It's a community. So join the FEELS community to get FEELS delivered to your door every month, and you can save money on every order, and you can pause or cancel anytime. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash mighty, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F E A L S.com slash mighty to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping feels.com slash mighty. Here's another subway phenomenon. I want to talk about the late okay. night subway ride. Here here's an example of something that happened to me countless times. Waiting at the 25th Street stop for the or the 23rd Street stop for the C after a UCB show or whatever. And you're like, I should take a cab, it'll just be quicker. And then you're like, No, I want to save the $22 to Brooklyn. Let me get on the subway. And then you go down to the subway. And then I have this thing, it's like when you're pot committed, if you wait 20 minutes and there's no subway you're not allowed to go back out and get a cab. You can't leave deep. because
1: you <laughs> yes. know it'll... It's You're just like, the fucking second I leave, it's going right, to be here. Right, right.
0: And, and it's only if you rip the Band-Aid off right before you get in the car, where you, right before you go downstairs, where you go, fuck it, taking a cab. Once you're down there, there's no bag. Like, I consider that the... Com- Once you swipe, you're like, no, fuck it. We're here. I'm I, waiting. I,
1: yes, as a devoted commuter, I did finally reach that... Like, you sort of start to learn... And like that's the the night ride, you're just gonna have to wait. That's fine, I can accept that. But that right. we like this the the way you, the people talk when your train is delayed, especially like during rush hour. Like sometimes they just come over and they're like, "Hey, it's just gonna be a second. We're waiting on something." And you're like, "Okay." Once in a while, your conductor comes over to the PA and it's like. Um, so we're not quite sure what's happening. And the second I hear that, I just stand up and leave. I'm like, that means 20 minutes (laughs) sitting here minimum. They don't even know what's going on. Like, I got to get out (laughs) of here. Like Once in a while, you just do need to like stand up and leave.
0: Yeah, that's that's a, that's a classic, like, you talk about being in it together. That's the move where, like, six people look at each other and then, like, nod like it's Ocean's,
1: Ocean's Eleven right, or whatever. Right, you right. just nope. nod and everyone gets up and walks in different directions. It's like, scatter. <laughs> or uh, that phenomenon where you run, right, you're running to catch a train. You get to the station. You see the trains in there. You dash in. You sit down. You're like, "Whoo, I made it. Then you realize... This train's been waiting here for 10 minutes. And then you see other people dashing in with the same elation as you. You see it cross (laughs) there by, oh, shit. There's a reason I caught this train. It's not going anywhere. And you just watch that procession over and over and over again.
0: As you sit there and you're like dripping sweat in your dress shirt that you had to wear for the interview. And you're like, why did I run? I could have just walked and I'd be on the same car.
1: (laughs) That's the other thing is like these stations that are ancient. And in New York in the summer, it's sweltering down there. It's so hot. And you're just standing there waiting. You're like, man. This train comes. It better be like a fridge. Like I, I just you know, like that that weird like the cold air blasting you as you walk in, <laughs> yeah. Or when you walk in and you're like, oh, the car is kind of empty, and then you're immediately like, there's no air conditioning. Like it's yeah. just that that like that one two three mental thing that you do.
0: You you're like, oh in, shit! Look- oh, it's
1: this is nice. Oh, it's fucking hot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, there's seats. It's either very hot or fecal matter somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's
1: the other. Thing. <laughs> I mean, that. <laughs> and that there has to be that whole unspoken language of like the car the door's open people walk out and they look at you with this kind of like I am going to another car right now like yeah. I am not exiting this train. Yeah,
0: I uh I I've seen this exact look and hand signal and I'll give it to you right now when someone you you're about to get on a train car that seems like oh a lot of seats they come off and they go. <laughs> Like, they nod and point, and you're like, got it, got it, got it. Get on the okay. other one. Following yeah. you, following <laughs> you. Let's jam our bodies into this one on the other side. Yeah. Right. And then every once in a while, you get on one of those cars, and it smells, and it smells awful, and it smells, but you realize it's there's a person that the smell yes. is coming from, yeah. and so then you feel this sort of weird guilt. So You you're feel like, kind of bad, and, and you're, you're like, I'll I will just it tough it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want them to seem like I'm going, ill, gross, I got to leave. So then you sit there, and you're like well, it's just eight more stops. <laughs> you're just kind of like, and people come on and get on the car and look at you and then they get off and they're like, what the fuck's up with Sims, dude? He's just sitting there and you're like, no, <laughs> I, I, I'm like pot committed. I can't I can't back out for the sake of the, f- I feel too empathetic towards this person here. Yeah,
1: I mean, and it's right. And then and the other thing that's kind of weird is you see, after a while you're like, oh, this is whatever. And then you get yeah. off and you're like, oh, it was so bad. I just got <laughs> right, right. Squid. I forgot. <laughs> like, I just clearly <laughs> forgot. Wait
0: here. Here's I've probably said this on my podcast hundreds of times, but the biggest thing about New York uh, mm. that I learned when I left New York to move to LA and then came back with my new LA friends for the Del Close Marathon, uh, sure. not like <laughs> we're coming back to, but like yeah, now I'm in LA. Deep. It was like Fleet Week. <laughs> yeah, I just had friends from LA that and I'm from New York and I'm only lived in LA for like nine months. So we're walking down the street and they're like. I can't believe you guys have garbage on the street. I'm like, I know, it's great. In LA, you have to like carry a coffee cup for like six blocks because there's no garbage. And they go, no, I mean bags and bags of garbage. And I'm like, <laughs> right. and I never even registered to me that when you walk down 8th Avenue at midnight, you're walking yeah. past. Hundreds of garbage bags that are leaking and smell. And then when it's 99 degrees out, they all, and you're, and I'm like, oh, right. LA has alleys and dumpsters. It's just something I never even noticed until I left. And it's like, it is that thing of like, if I didn't ever leave New York, it would, and now when I go back to New York, I'm like, this is disgusting that there's a leaky bag of garbage okay, so right here on the, the thing, corner.
1: I, right. I did not realize this was a problem. I am you.
0: Yes. Yes. It's, it's that, not a problem. So
1: wait, <laughs> what what do people do in L.A. Like I'm legitimately asking. Yeah. So there's alleys behind right, businesses. There's alleys, right? Yeah. New York is very non alley friendly, like because like you go to Chicago or whatever, you know, you go to other big cities, and you know they have like those houses where the alleys are in the back, you know, like they have alleyways and all that. Right. And New York right. doesn't have that shit. No. No. And there's something magical about New York City garbage. Is a separate topic, but like. Where it's like you look up on the DSN, you know, on the sanitation website, it's like, what can I throw out? And they're like, you know, essentially anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, try not to throw out like large metal structures or (laughs) explosives. But like, if you have a couch, how do I dispose of my like double wide couch? Put it outside. Yeah, I uh, well, New- what's gonna happen? They'll just destroy it in front yeah. of your house. <laughs> New
0: York is the best about that <laughs> shit because L.A. is, and here's where I'm learning: L.A. is private sanitation, right? So every right. Bi- every business or every uh, apartment has, t- or a bi- you have to like pay for your garbage disposal. You have to pay like per can that you have. Like if you like need two recycling cans or whatever, which is a right. fucking that's that's twisted enough to begin with. But in New York. That this is my favorite and this is the most New York sort of attitude on display too. It's like throw out whatever you want. What if it's absolutely dangerous? It's like, <laughs> "All right, then call this number and it, and you can only throw it out once a week." <laughs> it's like I have thousands of paint cans. Right, like, exactly. Call 311. It's like they'll do it like or the other th- great thing about New York is like I just put out over 4,000 items on my street. It's like Say on Craigslist free shit on my street, and half of it is gone in
1: an hour. You don't, yeah, have to or you don't even need to say anything. Yeah, yeah. Right. You just There's put just stuff enough up foot traffic. they are like, they're like, well, I don't know, like 2010 academic textbooks. Yeah, this looks pretty good. I guess I'll, I'll take four crates. Well, uh, it, it's really like we used
0: to do these garage sales with like everybody in our building because it was just like, oh, it'd be a fun thing to do in like brownstone, Brooklyn. Put up some signs, sell off some shit, use that money to buy weed or alcohol. But after right. like two times of just making like 80 bucks we were like let's just put our shit outside and see who takes it because that's like part of the fun too we're like how many books do i have that i just grabbed off of a fucking random stoop in manhattan or brooklyn that i now have with me in los angeles in my office is like insane
1: <laughs> right right uh, it's such a great city it's, it's a my favorite fucking, city
0: it's an amazing fucking it's uh, it's my favorite city in the world I'll never live there again.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, you bet. Ba- you should. I was about to say you should just come back. It's nice here.
0: I, 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 I could picture myself. I can. Me and my wife talk about it. Like we could picture having just like the shittiest, smallest apartment. Like if I'm mega wealthy, if we're mega oh, sure. wealthy, just like, ha- just like just a ha- little
1: backup. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just having like a studio in a cool in a neighborhood we love. Ideally, Carol Gardens, where we, her and I lived together for eight years. It's like mm-hmm. just get some random ass studio and be like. We can Airbnb it, like, for a month or two, but then we just have it to, like, fucking dive into whenever we're in town. Because, like, we're both from outside of New York City. All of our friends still – all of our non-comedy friends, because all my comedy friends eventually moved out here, but all our non-comedy friends are still there. All our college friends, our work friends and shit like that. So we're always back. And that makes – and it. there's a dream in my – like – Living in New York City, you're like, this is the best city in the world. I never want to leave. When you leave, right. you're like, I'll never go back there until I'm a millionaire. <laughs> <It's>
1: like- <laughs> I'm sure that's true. Yeah. I'm sure, yes, I'm sure there's, <laughs> but I mean, whatever. I, I mean, I lived in London for a lot of my life. As listeners of my podcast, no. <laughs> You're gonna do it. You're not gonna do it. Okay. So no, no, in no. <laughs>
0: I've I've listened, honestly, this is funny you say that. I've been listening to so much blank check that mm-hmm. I am tired of the joke and it's not Thank even you. about me. Thank
1: you very much. I <laughs> so when you said it, I'm like, that. it's
0: not coming up. I'm not gonna So say-
1: <laughs> As a kid, like I moved we moved to London when I was nine years old in nineteen ninety five. So as a kid, I mean obviously I did not want to move like i had my friends it was it was traumatic in many ways but one cool thing was there's a whole new subway system with the underground that i got to like learn about did the exact same sort of obsessive understanding of but so i have left new york and all i wanted to do was come back like now i miss london london is the city that i have a lot of nostalgia for because right. that was like my adolescent you also, city
0: yeah you live there and you're like man, how long were you there from from like nine you're nine nine years old uh, to from like the, through
1: high school right yeah, uh, through college, through tw- age of 22 is when I moved back. Oh shit, uh, is your f- are your parents still out there? No, no, everyone's back now, but like oh, um, weird. yeah, I spent ni- 95 to 2008. That's when I lived in England. And oh, I went that- to college. I went to Newcastle, which also has a little subway system. Oh, uh, that's for awesome.
0: Now, that's my favorite thing when I'm traveling abroad is like dis- like learning their public transit system. So the underground though, how does that compare to the New York City subway? I've ridden it a bunch and I've always been like this is cool. It goes it feels I mean it seems cuz London is so central. It seems to it seems to go whatever their version of outer boroughs are, whatever you would call like what what is that called in London? Like outside of London. What do they refer to that as? Yeah, is it like, boroughs, like,
1: suburbs, whatever? Like, yeah, what are... the suburb, the, the uh, greater London is kind of the word for like far out. But like London is much more sprawling than New York. Like New York, right? Yeah. Obviously, everything's funneling into this really skinny island. Like, you know, it's all the outer boroughs are all just sort of like getting into um, Manhattan. But in London, like for the sub, the underground. Well, one thing is that it's super deep. Like in New York, you walk down a couple flights of stairs and you're in the subway, right? Like. By yeah. and large, it's really shallow. They would just, when they built it, they would just rip up the street, put a subway in it, put the street back on top. Like it was you like can, really, really cheap and cheerful. Whereas you in can London, feel it
0: in your, you can feel it in your apartment, you can feel it standing on the sidewalk. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Whereas in London, I think because London's like geological, whatever, you know, properties <laughs> require this, it's super deep. So as you probably remember, you have to take like a really deep escalator or an elevator usually yes. to get into the tube. And the tunnels are like, you know the tube is actually like the a circular tunnel like cuz they yeah. just had to drill a hole through the earth so <laughs> it feels a little more involved taking the underground in london you like you're not just going to like pop in and take it a couple stops like you know right. like you're it's but also like because london is more neighborhoody and because it's such an ancient city like every little station is kind of like a little town like when you get out you're like it's not so much in central london but like yeah, as you get near, further out. out the yeah. outside. Yeah, you get out and you're like, oh, like there's three pubs and a post office and like, you know, a bunch of shops. Like this is it's just like every you know, my stop was um Kennish Town on the Northern Line. And it's, you know, it like every stop along the northern line it, it is the same way. You just feel like you're in a little town.
0: Yeah, I, I I wish I could remember any specifics, but we stayed with our friends that live like, you know, four stops, five stops outside of like and it feels like, oh, one stop in is the suburbs, one another stop, and it's like, and you can literally get to, like, sort of, rural is an exaggeration, but you can get to, like, what feels like, oh, there's a lake yes. here. Yes, no, no, basically. <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, even in yes. Manhattan, like, even yes. in the New 100%. York City suburb you have to get on like the F train and go to like Avenue X to see the ocean, which is cool. But in London, like it feels like you can go out in so many different directions. It's almost like, imagine a a hub in Times Square and one goes North to Queens. One goes West to Jersey. One goes East to Long right. Island and one goes South to like Connecticut. Like, I don't even know where the layout is, but you know what I mean? Like, and where you can, uh, Oh, it stops here on the East river. It stops here. It stops in New Jersey. It stops in mid and, like, you could just keep going cause it's so spread. And you're like, like, I couldn't believe what, and I, I wish I knew the specifics, but when I got on my friend's subway stop, it felt like I was getting on the Long Island Railroad or the Metro North. And I was like going into the city, even though it yes. was the tube. It feels like I'm like, you don't have to transfer necessarily. It's like you just, are, it's like taking the fucking long, I guess Long Island Railroad does go right to Penn Station. Well, but. right. That's the, <laughs> and the
1: other difference is. Right. Lon- London does not have an express local thing. Like, that's right, just right. not really – there's there's maybe a couple little spots. But, like, that's that's a New York City subway thing. In London, you take the line. The line goes, you know, in whatever direction it goes. They don't share platforms with other lines or anything like that, like in, you have in New York. It's it a almost makes thing. it less confusing.
0: It. It makes It makes it less confusing, really. It is
1: definitely less confusing. I think the only thing that can be confusing is, like – some sometimes lines sort of branch and then go back together. But yes, yeah. the London Underground I would say is a pretty it's much more manageable.
0: Yeah. The only uh, confusing thing yeah. about the London Underground I remember was it's not as because of the how Manhattan is laid out, it's not as like uptown, downtown. It's like yeah. you have to know the beginning and ends of these stops more. Cause it's like not in in Manhattan for those who don't know, like in New York City almost every train runs north south and a few run uh, east west or at right. a slight angle whereas in like
1: yes in London it's like a fucking chocolate starfish it's, <laughs> yes it's exactly it's like an explosion it goes in every direction yeah. right in New York there are basically there are six lines going north south in Manhattan and then there are three cross town lines like that's right, it right, really right. it's pretty simple and then there's like a couple there's the G train which is the sort of aberrant line that does not go to Manhattan, that just goes between Queens and Brooklyn. like. But like, by and large, every New York City subway line has the same goal, which is to get into Manhattan.
0: Right, right. It's all built around that. It's all built into yes. getting into Manhattan and then leaving Manhattan at some
1: point. Yes. Yeah. And, and that, like, right. And so you're either commuting or you're not, right? Like, you're either going to be on a busy train <laughs> with a zillion people all going to Manhattan or you're going to be like, oh, I'm going against the flow and like, there's yeah. on my train. Yeah.
0: Noth- yeah. Nothing feels better than like whatever you are like, have to get out to Brooklyn in the morning and you're on like the, the downtown headed platform and no one is on it. Like whatever. And you're like, Oh, this is pretty cool. (laughs) God.
1: The only thing that's making me sad about this podcast is how much I miss the subway now. Like I'm sure I'll ride it again. Like I, you know, I've you know, this, this will pass like all things do, but like it's going to be a while before it's back to normal. Like I'm a, I'm a, especially back when I was a reporter I would take the subway like 5 6 times a day I'd be like going yeah. everywhere Yeah
0: or if you're if you're a freelance actor who is like temping, has an audition, and has to do a show at night, and lives in the, like deep in the outer borough because all you could afford is a seven hundred dollar shitty little like uh, reconstructed loft, like you ride the subway a ton because a you don't have the money, and b once you buy that unlimited, you're like every subway ride I take is like making money. <laughs> yeah, I, w- <laughs>
1: I always argue about this with people who live in New York who don't get an unlimited because they're like, well. You gotta really take the subway X times a month to make that worthwhile, and I don't know if I do. And I'm like, yeah, but if you buy it, you will, because then suddenly you're like, yeah, fuck it, I'll get on, right? I'll take it two stops, like I'm in a rush, so whatever, right? It it unlocks the city
0: the unlimited is like more expensive than two trains a day, which is crazy. So like, if you're just a person who like lives in Brooklyn Heights, commutes to Times square to work and then commutes home, like you might not need an unlimited, which is crazy. But then like, if you want to take your kids, Oh, here's another great, you're talking, want to talk about community on the, on public transit, going to an event or coming home from an event on where a massive event, like one of the highlights was like, Christmas, uh, the MTV Christmas party at like Hammerstein Ballroom is like when like 4,000 people you kind of were just partying with leave. A, a more specific example people might understand is riding the train to and from a fucking Yankee game is an oh, absolute yes. delight, dude. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Yeah, taking the, the train to Yankee Stadium or to uh, City Field, you know, Shea yeah. Stadium when I was like, the seven train is its own magic in that. And then, yeah, that, fl- that flood after a ball game when you... Yeah. Uh, everyone goes back to the station at the same time. And everyone's and
0: drunk and everyone's in Yankees yes. gear. And everyone's yelling. Someone starts some sort of fucking chant and you just play along. Or I've seen it with concerts. Like going to yeah. back when yeah. back when the church in Harlem used to have like hipster concerts all the time like in mm-hmm. the mid 2000s, uh, uh, mid to late 2000s it would be like arcade fires playing at United church in Harlem and you would get on the train. And then as people peeled away, you'd realize it's like, oh, these are all hipsters going to arcade fire. Then when you would get yeah. on the train coming back and it's like profiling, you're like, there's a thousand white people on this train in Harlem. Sure. There's gotta be something going on. And then when you get on and you're on the train home and someone just starts singing an arcade fire song or a TV on the radio song and you're like, fuck it, we're all, Fucked up out of our minds from at this concert. Let's just and then next thing you know, you're like banging on the seats and everyone's yeah. singing and shit. That's People just fucking on, magic.
1: It is magic. I love that shit. Oh god. Well, I'm such a I'm, I'm now just like only remembering the good things about the subway and none of the like thousand times that it like fucked me over and I like missed a movie screening or whatever. You know, yeah. like because it was being annoying. And like it got to a point in the in the late sort of two thousand tens like you know the last few years where things really got so bad that you could just always say to your friend your work whoever like ah, the subway and like there was just not even a question it was just like yeah okay fine I'm sure yeah. i'm sure it did make you half an hour late like
0: well that's that's funny you say that because when people bitch about when new yorkers bitch about la traffic i always say guys we had it in new york too now we're just at least sitting in our own car with a podcast. So like six and one, half a dozen the other, do you hate it? Do you, it doesn't matter which one's better, but so yes. many people are like, I can't live in New York with all that traffic. And I go, I used to get on a crowded F train in the summer in a, a frame t-shirt, uh, a frame undershirt, holding a dress shirt to go to an audition because it would be too fucking hot otherwise. And yeah. it's like, that's the New York version yep. of traffic. And it's like, They both suck, but there's not, like, uh, people who are, like, on their high horse about L.A. traffic. I'm like, bro, I've taken the F train from fucking Carroll Street to trying to get to Union Square to see a movie, and it's taken an hour and 15 minutes. Like, you know, shit happens. Uh,
1: Yeah, that whole feeling where you're like, you should build in 20 minutes, you know, if you want to make a movie, say, right? Right, right, right. And then you don't, and you're like, well... We should be on time. Like this, if as long as everything works, we'll be on time. And then the second it stops working, you sort of, I am a very expressive person anyway. So I'm just sitting there and I start going like, I mean
0: I mean, you know like I not doing right. that as if anything
1: as if that would matter one bit like I could like scream at a conductor not that I ever would and they would just be like uh-huh I don't care this is a railroad like I'm not gonna go until the line is clear you moron um, I physically can't bro. right exactly um, you
0: just reminded me of something it's like that moment when a train is going a little slower and you yeah. just see everyone's energy and every like We're all protagonists Uh, in our own story. So we all have this mega important thing. And then you're like, I'm late to an audition. I'm late to a movie. This person's late to this. I got to pick up my kid. And you just see the energy of like, 40 human beings from all different walks of life being collectively let down by the MDN. Everyone is just like, (laughs) oh, fuck, yep, I'm going to be eight minutes late to whatever the fuck this shit is. But the other thing the subway trains you for is like once you build in your head that I give myself 45 minutes to get from Carroll Street to Bryant Park. And so frequently it takes... 15 minutes and you're like yes. well now I'm a half hour early and you just get right. used to it and that's the version of that in LA is like I'm so tired of like scrambling to rush through Warner Brothers to get to my audition that I leave 10 minutes earlier or 15 minutes earlier and then that day there's no traffic and now I'm sitting in my car like well I guess I'll run my lines and it's like oh why is being early an issue and I mean I'm talking to Griffin uh, Newman's uh, podcast partner, so we all have our <laughs>
1: I'm pointing at John right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, so i I'm I'm constantly like getting out of the subway car and being well back in the day getting out of the subway car and being like, Well, I'll read two more chapters right here on the, in the
1: park because I'm a half hour early for this appointment. <laughs> and I mean the other magic thing is sort of what we you know, but it's like it is this equalizer, so like yes, maybe it'll misbehave, but like you get to the fanciest parts of New York City. On the subway from some of the you know poorest parts of the city, no like you know cost the same no matter what. You don't have to worry about whatever traffic, gas, anything you know. Like the, there it, that is the sort of beautiful thing about it. If if it behaves, which it should and it could, and with proper investment, it will. Like and yeah. all that. Like it is well,
0: the funny special. thing is is that like
1: with proper investment or
0: with and this is like too hippy-dippy of me, or with the ability to let go the stress of what it does. Like, you could really just enjoy it if you're like, it's okay if I'm a little late, or I'm always, I give myself way too much time now. Like, you could eliminate the stress of the subway. I mean, it'll still be crowded, and it'll still randomly stop and shit, but if you don't allow that to bother you, there's almost, like, it's so, it's so exciting. Oh, here's the thing I miss the most about, I'm just change- shifting gears crazy. Please. But the thing I miss the most about the subway is, is I and I didn't know about it until year one, uh, like after living in LA for one full year. In the year I lived in LA, the first year I lived in LA, I read one book. In one right. year of subway commuting, yeah. I read like forty novels. Easy, I know. Like because it's just like two hours. You can get like forty minutes of reading a day. And uh, this, I lived. I happened to live in New York pre-podcast boom. So like I like That's I would just yeah. Now with podcasts, you don't have to read. Now I with know. like. Wi Fi and like those apps that let you s- store articles on your phone. You could look at your phone on the subway. But there was something special about getting out a book. And also there's something special about seeing other people's books. I miss like the fucking voyeurism of like, Oh, that dude's reading uh, that book. Oh, I want to talk to him. Or like when you can see collectively how many people in uh, Carol gardens are reading infinite Jest now or whatever, like 100%. when David Foster Wallace dies or when something happens in the, in the world and everyone's reading the new Jim Crow on the train or whatever. And you're like, this is really like another level of like uh, that organism feeling of like, we're all part of this. We're all, Oh, Oh, three of us are going on in the same exact direction, reading the exact same book. What an exciting feeling! I miss books, David. It's that <laughs> I miss books too. It's because,
1: it, yeah, when I first moved here. Like, I remember I had, like, I bought a little moleskin that they would sell that had the subway in it that you could, like, write in, I guess. And that was probably, like, my navigation. That was, like, my Google Maps app. And then (laughs) I had a flip phone and I had whatever fucking book I was reading. And now the subway, there's internet everywhere. And I just look at my phone and I listen to podcasts. I like, and, like, I don't get enough reading done on the subway anymore. And it's kind of sad.
0: Yeah. Pre iPhone. Uh, but post and uh, post iPod was peak subway for me. It would be like blasting yep. my own choice of music oh, yes. in my head oh, and, yes. and just powering through fucking uh, a song of ice and fire. Just power, <laughs> yes. like just yeah, reading like me- like. Adding a fucking thousand page fantasy novel to my backpack that I have to have everything I need for one full day around the city in, like my change of clothes, my laptop, my this, my that, my my dildo prop for my fucking UCB show, and then right. also a nine pound novel in there. Like you just felt like a king opening that shit up or like missing a train stop or almost missing a train stop because you're caught up in a book. That's like something that... I don't think like a kid will ever know about. I, I think like I'm. Yes. We're the last generation to understand what that even means. <laughs> no, that's a, Fuck that. That's we're old.
1: <laughs> Shit, we're old. Yeah. Uh, before we,
0: before we get out of here, David, I want to talk about. You, we mentioned uh, Taken of the Palom One Two Three. Yes. Any other, gr- any other great train movies? I love Money Train. That's an Action Boys classic. But um, Money
1: Train is an Action Boys classic. Like, is that a good movie? I don't know. No. Like, is that like a whatever? Like, great subway movie? Yes. I mean, yeah. obviously, Palom One Two Three is number one. French Connection, which has the famous car chase underneath the um, the D train in Brooklyn in Bensonhurst, like that's great. But also, that has a lot of inside subway stuff. Yes, you know, like yes. They, if people just think of that, but like, there's actually a lot of other stuff. Um, what are some? I mean, Spider-Man Two has kind of the fake elevated train sequence, but that is still kind of like a cute New York sequence.
0: Yes, that I, I do. I do like that one, I, and and they fucking do the New York shit of like, like.
1: Hey. <laughs> got, <laughs> Hey Spider Man, come on! You want us? Here's some pizza. Whoa! whoa, whoa. Hey! All right! Hey! Fuck that, Doctor Octopus. Uh, I mean, there's the Warriors, obviously, which is like about taking the train from Coney Island to the Bronx. Like that's yeah. like the big journey they have to make. We did that one time. We we
0: got on the F train like way up north, uh, way uptown for some reason, and we were taking it all the way to Brooklyn. And it's like, and me- I forget who I was with, but we were talking about it's like. This you this was the premise of a movie. That's how crazy this train ride is. Is they yeah, right, they right. like made a whole movie about this is like this is wild getting from the Bronx to Brooklyn. And that's right. just, one of
1: the, it is that's wild. a fucking is great crazy. movie. Yeah, one, it is a great movie. One of the best and weirdest um, subway rides you can do is you take the A train out to Rockaway because that's where you're like. You're in a tunnel. You're in underground stations. You're like, this is normal. It goes outside, and you're like, yeah, okay, we're in the outer boroughs now. Like, yeah, this makes sense. And then it goes over this long bridge, just water around you, and you're like, wait, wait like, I didn't know this existed in New York. Like, that's a great thing to do to a tourist <laughs> as well. What are some other good sub- – Ghostbusters 2 has, like, the whole subway tunnel thing. Oh, yeah. What's the – is it Carlito's Way?
0: Where Pacino, Yes. Where Carlito's Pacino's Way, c- that is great. That's got a great subway sequence. That's a fucking classic. That's, that's I,
1: at the end, yeah, where he's, yeah, like, dodging in and out of the car and the platform and stuff. Yeah. Like, that is so good. Because it's hard to shoot in the subway. They use hoyt Skirmerhorn, which is the station that goes to the transit museum. So you have this little tunnel you can use for yeah. filming. That's oh, like yeah. on a, but, like, if, if I ever – if anytime we see the subway, like, like you know, like – the, the Noah Joker. Baumbach movie, The Squid and the Whale. Well, The <laughs> Joker, yeah, sure. But, you know, anytime they're using the actual subway, I'm always impressed. I'm like, oh, this, this was hard to do. Like, they definitely yeah. had to, like, clear the, some permits for this.
0: The 70s subway shit is just, like, the best, too. Oh, uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance has a wild-ass, right? Doesn't the subway shoot out at the bottom? Or is that... That's the tail end of Speed,
1: right? Uh, well, Speed is the L.A. subway. Oh, that's, Speed, is the,
0: speed <laughs> is the L.A. subway that shoots out, like, a dick... Uh, from the ground. But, but does that Diary also happen of Vengeance, t-
1: Yeah, it has the whole... Well, that has also... Um, that does have, like... There's a whole sequence set on a three train, and there's all sorts of, But then it also has the thing with the water tunnel that they're digging. Oh, that oh, rules. Right, right. That's just a great New York movie, too. That's just a great, like, we gotta get all over Manhattan and Brooklyn. Oh, and I was shit. just like, about you know. to say,
0: talking about, like, the way they talk about subways and cutting through... Like, the famous, the famous line is, like through the park the park at this hour there's going to be insane traffic oh through the park as he's like driving on the grass it's like yes this shit and i love all that shit it's like we have 8 minutes to get from 58th street like they know and like hearing all the new york cops like on the radio going no way he can make like everyone knows that cuz it's so new York-y to know how hard that. it is to get around i fucking lo- that's a great i mean that's a great new york movie but not it's truly a fun subway yeah
1: but yeah, I guess there's. Uh, I'm trying to think of other great subway. I guess that taking Volume on One, Two, Three kind of is it's probably the, the best one. I mean, it's yeah, truly the number up, one. It, it's got
0: the train. It's got what other movie is like got the like? I guess Jordan rides the L, Jordan rides the L or whatever is the only other one. Uh, right. uh, but this is like got the title of the name of a subway line right. in the title of a movie, which is. Imagine a movie you just made a movie, and it was called J Street Borough Hall. <laughs> People are like, yeah. what is this shit? That yeah, sounds great. I would love, I would love that.
1: <laughs> oh, if my you God. Yeah, se- if,
0: you, if the listeners haven't if you seen, haven't Take seen the 23, holy shit. Jerry Stiller, fucking Walter Matthau. All the bad guys are great. Coughing is integral or sneezing is integral yeah. to the movie, so it feels like perfect for COVID times.
1: Jerry Stiller is incredible in that movie. And, yeah, and that movie has all this, like – You know, behind the scenes subway shit that's like relatively realistic. Just these guys in shirt sleeves, like punching big buttons and being like, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, car, you're two minutes late. You know, a lot of that crap.
0: I've recently said this to someone, but, uh, and I think we can, I can probably get you to agree to this too. I'm a big fan of phone movies, of movies where like the hero is doing a lot of phone stuff. And I don't mean like modern day smartphone shit. I mean like, sure. I'm talking like, Taking the Palm 1 2 3 has Walter Matthau mostly yeah. on the
1: radio, mostly talking like picking Sp- up a big hand, you know, a big phone and cradling oh, it in his yes, neck. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, Spy Game is the perfect example of this. A movie that I love so much and literally it's just Robert Redford making faxes and phone calls the entire time and I fucking that's love great, Spy that's Game. That's a great
1: movie. <laughs> No. I love uh, I, that that end uh yeah uh, three days of the condor all those robert redford spy behind the desk movies
0: I love I love all that shit and speaking of movies we love uh david tell people where they can find you if they n- happen to know my podcast but not know yours what would that mm-hmm. uh tell them a little bit about blank check a podcast not only am I a guest of but I'm a fan of it's so rare that I'm a fan of a podcast and get to be a guest on it. Well, so that's, that's so awesome. very
1: that's very nice of you to say. Um, But yeah, no, a uh, blank check. I hosted with Griffin Newman, who has been on this podcast many times. Correct. Yes, yes. Correct. Uh, Actor, comedian Griffin Newman. Uh, And it's just we go through we pick a director who got to make some big, crazy, expensive passion project. His sort of blank check movie, his or her blank check movie you know your m night Shyamalan's, your nancy myers we got all kinds of people we covered jane you know you were just saying you were listening to wait was it old james cameron episodes right yeah you were were going through Uh, and we just go through their filmography episode by episode we've been doing it for years and it's a blast
0: yeah, it's a it's a it's wild for me because the way I, I talked to Griffin about this, the way I listen is I have to rewatch the movie recently, but also it can't be a potential Action Boys movie because I don't want to like accidentally right. you don't want to you guys. You guys yeah. Yeah. And you guys are so fucking smart. And I'll be like, I'm going to steal David's thing. And I like that's now my opinion about the movie. And I accidentally spew it out. So oh, I have steal like steal it. What do I care? Yeah but that's why i have so many like fun cameron and fucking verhoven movies and uh, michael mann movies that i'm just sitting on waiting till i record the episode about the keep so that i can listen to your episode about the keep and so i'm i've been i listened to I'm, I'm all over the place i've listened to like all the nancy myers cuz i know that's not going to step on action boys but i'm jumping back and forth and i've never uh watched any of the studio ghibli movies what's that sorry what's that guy that director's
1: name Miyazaki. Is his... yeah we yeah. did him last year yeah
0: yeah i never did any of those so that's like i think that's going to be my quarantine project i highly recommend it for listeners uh you're gonna love it these guys go deep i know you like long fucking meandering funny conversations about uh specific topics or else you wouldn't listen yeah. to yeah so these guys do it very well about movies and david you're also a staff writer at the atlantic so people can that's catch true. your writing there
1: I write, I interview folks, I review movies. I'm at the Atlantic. That's 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 a great job that I have and I very much enjoy. And it's just we're just keeping on going, even though there really haven't been movies for months. I'm just gonna keep on going. Uh
0: I watched the King of Staten Island. I mean, I don't know when this episode's coming out, so people are gonna be like, why are they still talking about this? But I watched King of Staten Island and uh Five Bloods last week and I was very happy right. to have new movies to watch. Yes. Uh, I'll say this. I really enjoyed The Five Bloods. (laughs) That's what I'll say. (laughs) That's the best I can give at this moment right now.
1: (laughs) And when you say you watched those last week, you mean it took you one week to (laughs) watch those two movies.
0: Yes, fair enough. I watched the first half hour of each with my wife and the remaining two hours of each by myself with my wife sleeping next to me. um david thank you so much for coming on high mighty this was so fun it's a long time coming I- please I'm thank
1: super... thank you for having me let's do please. this again one day i don't know we can do a long island railroad sequel or something or we can do something <laughs> else i don't know it was a it was a delight to come on and to think of something that well, i next actually time care I'm in, about next time i'm in new york
0: let's uh let's uh <gasps> record there and i'll fun- we'll jump around on the trains together for exactly a, for an let's, hour to
1: go on a subway tour i don't know
0: Oh, let's do a fucking remote episode. Let's ride the F. Let's ride like the length of a train and talk. And we'll get like one or two other podcast heads, and we'll ride the F all the way from Bronx to Coney Island and talk about the Warriors and other shit on the entire ride.
1: That sounds great.
0: (laughs) That sounds exactly my wheelhouse. And like other people on the train would absolutely be like Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, well, uh, I'm at Gabris on all social media. Check me out there. Listen to the podcast, Action Boys, which is on Patreon. We have a bunch of few- free episodes there. And if you're so inclined, I have a Stitcher Premium Series, The Gino Lombardo Show, promo code Gino. Maybe one of the funnier things I've ever done. Check that out if you're feeling a little crazy. Bye, shitheads. <laughs> I